This is Spoiler Country, a podcast about comics, movies, whatever, but mostly comics. Enjoy. Previously on Spoiler Country, we're at Dragon's Lair. Oh hell yeah, I played Dragon's Lair just all the time on my Amiga 1000 when I was a kid. Yeah, I had it on my Amiga 500. It's good stuff. Oh, 500 better. Yours actually came out before mine. Yours was a little less powerful. Mine was free. So was mine. <laughs> I'm well, going to one-up you all night. <laughs> fuck you then. God. Hey, welcome back to Spoiler Country. I'm Kendrick Regan. That's Johnny Horsley. And today we're going to talk about a new series that we are coming out with. And it's called the Kickstarter Signal Boost. That's right. Should be a lot of fun. It's a great way for us to... Show you some Kickstarter, some up-and-coming, maybe even up-and-coming, just some new indie comics that we, we are excited about and talk to the creators of them and hopefully get them some more backers. Yeah, there's a lot of comic books and independent, well, there's a lot of independent comic books and artists and writers on Kickstarter, and there's a lot of cool stuff on there. And so we like to we like to troll around in there and see what's going Hell on yeah. and see, yeah, and see what's up. And we back, we've been known to back some things a time or two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I back a lot of Kickstarters. <laughs> yeah, so what we want to do is kind of give everybody an inside look of what we like to look at and what we think is a re- some really cool stuff that's coming out. So we're going to plan to do this probably once a month or so just to kind of talk to some people we like to talk to and share it with you guys on a Wednesday on a non-podcasting day. That's right. That's right. And look for some supplementary services to come out with this. So it's going to be a lot of oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Some fun stuff we're not talking about yet. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Today, we got three guys that we're going to learn all about, and Johnny had the pleasure of meeting up with them and, and having a conversation and getting into the root of what they're all about and what they're doing. And so we're going to meet up with Russell with Pixie Dust and Tim Styles with Gorilla My Dreams. And of course, the, the eponymous, is it eponymous? Did I say that right? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> well, the, the ubiquitous Kevin Joseph of Tart Acid. And catch all. We've comics. talked about him quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a friend of the show. He's a really good guy, and, and we have to have him on on the first one because he is a he is a big guy with the Kickstarters. He does them often, and he does them well, and he does them for the right reasons. And uh, you're gonna, he's a really he just good launched guy. one today. He just launched one today and got funded right. already today. It's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> crazy stuff. So Johnny, why don't you give us a rundown on who Russell with Pixie Dust is all about? Yeah, so Russell has a current one called Pixie Dust, which is, I'll let him kind of describe it in the interview there, but it's basically, it's a cutesy-looking-esque story that's very much not a cutesy story. It looks really cool. It Who Russell is to me, I know Russell because Russell is one of the writers on the Ions Anthology, and he also just had a successful launch over the summer of an anthology he put together and edited called Monsters and Other Scary Shit, which had a bunch of critters in it, a bunch of short stories in it, which I, I th- believe got funded up to about $27,000. Wow. Yeah. And right now, Pixie Dust is sitting at $19,000. So he <laughs> definitely knows what he's doing to get to, to, to raise some money. Cha-ching. And yeah, and it has to do with the what, with what he does with marketing and the fact that he, he puts out quality stories and quality books. So yeah. let's go ahead and, and listen to me talking with Russell. Oh, I mean... Yeah, of course. It's it's got a bigger product. You got more people more people interested in what you're doing, and it's yeah. I mean, it's got more people that that are saying yes. I really like the thing that you're doing, right? And Pixie Dust to bring it back around to what we were supposed to talk about during this (laughs) time for a very short conversation that's now forty five minutes long. Um, You know, Pixie Dust is a book that I was really worried about whether people were going to connect to it. Yeah, Um, but. I spent a lot of time 
finding an artist, and I knew the artist that I took picked, Nicholas Torres, who'd worked with us on a webcomic called Faithless. He drew our logo, which I knew people loved. He mm-hmm. um, he did a book called I Can't Stop Tooting a Love Story for us. And a lot of my friends used him and loved him. And I knew he loved fantasy stuff. So I brought him this, I brought him onto this book. I knew that people wanted, loved Katrina. It was our most popular book. Katrina has zombies and monsters and things like that. And I said, well, what if I make this book about like the back, like 10,000 years before Katrina takes place with a different monster hunter? Right. Still female, still uh, very proactive. All of the qualities that I think Katrina uh, embodies and more. And I start. I wanted to make, but I wanted to make partially my own mythology with like I added a, a god named Velasca into the Greek pantheon. And uh, right. And I, but it's still a book that I love. Like I made calculated choices on this book, which is at pixiedustcomic.com right now. Um, and it's about a pixie monster hunter that gets betrayed, murdered, sells her soul to the queen of the underworld, and comes back as a zombie to seek revenge on the people that killed her. Purely a book that I love. Like, I made that book. I would have <laughs> loved to make it if nobody w- bought it. But when I right. made it, I calculated, like, my audience, which was not insubstantial at the time. It certainly was not what it is now when we started it. We started in 2016. Uh, before I even announced the monster anthology for open for submissions. Right. But I, uh, I, I, I knew Nick and I knew the story um, and he flipped for it. And uh, I knew the audience really liked Nick. And so I went forward on it and we decided to make it square because at the time uh, I had a pretty uh, decent Instagram following. So I, right. um, I decided to, to uh, use that following to um, to uh, to 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 uh, make a comic that I really cared about changing a format on. I really love stuff of legends and second quest. We made the book square because of that. So we made decisions of how to draw the book and how to draw the character. Um, I was very concerned with diversity, so I wanted to make sure that um, that uh, Octa did not look like a uh, white like pixie Tinkerbell kind of pixie. So, right, right. I, you know, I may, I wanted to make her look different because I knew that mattered to my audience as well as it mattered to me. I, uh, Oh I, yeah, it's I, important. I, yeah. And I picked this story specifically, not just because Nick fell, fell for it, but because it was a monster hunter story. It ended a monster hunter trilogy and it, uh, and it had zombies and trolls and all sorts of other monsters. I also knew that people, a lot of people's favorite story in the monster anthology coincidentally ended up being my story. The first one, not shocking because it is my audience who, and like, so it ended up like giving me some more confidence, (laughs) right? Ended up giving me more confidence because like, it was the first fantasy, like traditional, uh, traditional fantasy story that I had ever made ever. So, um, yeah. So I had done urban fantasy before and some horror and some sci-fi, but I'd never done, a traditional like epic fantasy before uh, before the monster anthology and then came out and like these two books were kind of written at the same time because i wanted some overlap i wanted people to see the monster anthology and see that it was fantasy and see pixie dust and see that it was fantasy as well so again this is just ways to try and like make a book that i want to make 
but make the kind of book that the audience wants, my audience wants as well. As opposed to in 2016, when I released a mystery novel told all in blog posts, a children's book, and then a sci-fi novel about abuse, none of which my audience wanted. Right. But when you're, when, you're outside of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, some people bought it. Like, I think we had 150 backers for the, for the My Father Didn't Kill Himself and like, 70 a piece on the I can't stop tooting book and spaceship broken but like they just didn't care mm-hmm. they didn't care <laughs> and so they didn't buy because they didn't care but when I asked right. them what they wanted asked them who they liked to have art who they liked to have stories from and then built all of that and delivered it shockingly it was the thing that they wanted and then when I told them I was going to do this pixie dust book shockingly because it has zombies and monsters and fantasy and like strong strong women and uh and proactive protagonists and eye-catching artwork too i mean you got the, the artwork on the thing pops like it's visually i mean the, the logo is great there's the visuals you see it and you share it it looks intriguing right and all of that is intentional like it's intentionally signaling to the people that i want to buy the book Cool, that sounds exciting and very interesting. That guy seems like a good guy. He is a great guy. That, as I, I'll tell you this now, that, that whole interview that was supposed to be five or ten minutes, I had to cut that section out because he talked for an yeah. hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> oh, so do we have plans of maybe uh, wrapping that up into its own episode? Yeah, I'll wrap that up. That'll be like a special Saturday episode, like a, a, non, a non-normal day episode for us. I'll put up on a Saturday. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like a it's it's a special. Yeah, he, he talked he talked a lot about the behind the scenes of of owning your own publishing company, which is which was really cool. Yeah, that is really cool. Who's next on the docket? Up next is uh is Big Tim Styles. Tim is also Tim, so Tim was a writer on Eyes Anthology, but he had to um end up backing out because he had some other commitments he couldn't do. But him oh. and I him and I remained friends, and he had to recuse himself, huh? Yeah, yeah, he had stuff he had to do take care of, which I you know whatever that's that's fine. We're still, we can't, we've stayed friends. He has a webcomic called Gorilla My Dreams, and the Kickstarter he's running is to print up the first issue and you know have some extra extra stuff to go with it. It's Gorilla My Dreams, Mime of My Life, and we'll go ahead and let uh, Tim take it away. Sitting around on a Saturday, so... You're in the future, man. Yeah, man. Actually, the guy who does the intro for the podcast uh, lives in Adelaide. Yeah, so we had, I had, oh, we right. had him okay. do it, because I was like, ah, I want somebody with an accent, because it sounds cooler that way, because people, people up here in, over here in America have accents, so I asked him, he's like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Ah, cool, cool. My, I actually have a sister that lives in Adelaide, so yeah, it's about eight, uh, eight or ten hours drive from here. Nice. Yeah, I've never been to Australia, but I've got a buddy of mine who owns Rocket Cat Games, which is a, they, they make games for iPhones and Androids. Okay. He, uh, just went, he's been to Sydney and Melbourne multiple times at the different game conferences down there. Yeah, right, yep. And uh, I keep telling him, take me with you. He's like, nope. I'm like, you asshole. <laughs> he's like, screw you, man. <laughs> right. What's funny is like, of the three big podcasts I listen to and like YouTube channels I watch are from Australia. <laughs> yeah, right. What are they? Uh, the Weekly Planet. Uh, yep. Do Go On. And then okay, I, I watch a lot. Do Go On is good. It's, it's funny. It's basically three people. They have a topic. One of them reports on a topic like... Elvis Presley and they talk about his life and then yep. they're all comedians. So they always throw a lot of ridiculous jokes into it. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Right. And then, uh, I watch a lot of, uh, drawing with Jazza on YouTube and he's, he's, he's from Australia too. Drawing with Jazza. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was funny. I was like, yeah, my main two podcasts are in Australia. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cool. I'll have, I'll have to, um, have to look those up. It's called Gorilla My Dreams, right? Um, yeah. Gorilla My Dreams. Uh, so Gorilla My Dreams is going to be what the each issue is called. 
Um, and the title of this story is Mime of My Life. Right. You know, I've put off holding the webcomic. I read, I read some of the webcomic when it was up there when I first met you. Yep. But I've, I've held off reading all of it because I want to read it in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I've been getting that a lot. Um, and, and it's understandable too, you know. It's just... Uh, yeah. I just thought that this, this would be an awesome way to release it, seeing as like I can only afford to sort of uh, pay my artist... Um, you know, in fortnightly doses. So I thought, hey, why not make it a fortnightly um, webcomic, you know? So, yeah. There you go. That works. The art, the art's good. And what I did read of it when I first met you, I, I enjoyed a lot. So when I saw this was coming to print, and I was very happy you were able to work with the guys after the snow to get a get it to an easier way to get it to, uh, you know, America, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. No, the, 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 they... Um uh, the guys with uh, from After the Snow, Trev Wood, he um, he actually drew my very first uh, comic book story that I was paid to do. Um, That's awesome. Which is a Killaroo story, which is a, a, a cult <laughs> a cult comic book here in Australia that's been going for about ten years. Nice. So I, I met him through that. I the guy who runs that comic, uh, Darren Close, was um, uh, what's the word? Yeah, he put word out that he wanted you know writers and artists to 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 pitch short stories and whatnot. So I did this short story, and then he teamed me up with Trev. So we we met through that. Uh, we haven't worked again for together uh, since then, but we've we've been friends since then. And um, yeah, when when we saw we were launching um, a Kickstarter at the same time, we sort of we were like, oh, how, how can we work together on this? You know. And we, yeah. were, we were thinking about, uh, you know, I suggested like, a, you know, a, a crossover pinup or something like that. But he, uh, and, and we sort of were going a bit back and forth. But then when we were discussing the postage problem, getting uh, comics from Australia, you know, to anywhere else in the world and how ridiculous it is, uh, yeah. cost-wise, that's where we sort of put our heads together and said, all right, let's try and, let's try and figure this out and make it... Uh, a bit more value for the uh, the postage that people are paying, you know. Yeah, it's it's brilliant because it turned me from I was you know I was pledging to both you guys, you know, with the the PDF for example. I can't pay an extra what it was like thirteen dollars to ship one comic book. It's a little excessive. Yeah, and I can get both. I'm like, well, hell yeah, I'll do that because I'm getting two great comics and supporting two good people. So or all yeah. three if you count or four, I guess four all together. I was excited. I like and I like physical books. I mean, I actually most of what I actually read is I actually read things on my phone or my tablet digitally yeah. because I can do it in my bed. Right, but. I like to have the physical copy of books to throw in my collection. So I like to, you know, I, I go, every now I go through them and there's just something about flipping through a book that's just cathartic, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, look, I, I, I back a lot of Kickstarters on the, uh, on the PDF level as well. Um, yeah. But, but then I find I, I barely, barely ever read, read the PDFs. Right. You know? So it's, it's, it's not until, you know, I get, like you said, you know, get a book in my hands that I actually sit and read them, you know? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'll back, I'll back almost any Kickstarter that's a comic book that looks halfway decent that has like a dollar to three dollar PDF version yeah. on it. Just because I'm like, well, if I don't have a lot of money, I can always afford to pitch in a couple of bucks to help creators out. And that's what, what I'm all about. You know, I'm a yeah. creator myself. So I want to share the love around. And if it's uh, a lot, so every now and then I'll go and I'll be like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to kick it up. And, you know, if shipping's not, atrocious i you know will buy the printed copy because i like to have that copy in my mm. in my collection because it for me i use so i grew up reading dc and marvel comic books you know and then yeah. in the last like 10 years when i started drawing comics and writing comics i was like those are great but i would much rather have comic books from people that i've either met talked to or indie people that i can have a conversation with because that has more meaning to me so that's why i'm so passionate about kickstarters mm. and creator own creator own stuff like like your book yeah, and that's the thing, man. Like when when you're like me and you've been reading Marvel and DC for thirty years, um, you, you kind of get to a point where you feel like, okay, I've I've seen all this. You know, they're right. just they're just giving me the same old, same old. Whereas you go somewhere like Kickstarter, 
with all the independent creators that are um, you know doing their own thing, you, you truly get these unique ideas and these unique stories and characters that uh, are really fresh and you know really invigorate you for the for the medium. You know, I agree. I agree. And one of the things that Kenrick, my co-host, and I talk about on our show all the time is how the the meat of the industry is in the independence, is in the people in Artist Alley, is in the Kickstarters, and the people that are crowdfunding and self-publishing their own stuff. Yeah, that's where you find the most raw and the most emotional. And I mean emotional as not emotional like oh it makes me tear, but emotional as people put their the most emotion in them, the, themselves into their books. Yeah, which, that's what I enjoy. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So how much how much time is left in your Kickstarter right now? How far how far into it is it? We have fifteen days left. Fifteen days, cool. Yep. And you just hit a you just you just hit a stretch goal, right? Uh yep. We've actually unlocked two stretch goals now. The first stretch goal was um, uh, a digital desktop uh, image of one of our panels with art from um, Ahmed Rafed. And um, so that was the first one. The second one we've just unlocked uh, yesterday is we're going to do a a podcast episode when the comic is in print and me and some uh, other guys and girls are going to sit around and uh, drink some beers and joke and read the comic um, (laughs) on a podcast. So that's that's the next one. And uh, the next stretch goal that isn't unlocked yet is going to be four bonus pages um, written and illustrated by me. Oh, that's cool. I always, I always like it when you get the, the extra push there of more story because I'm all about more story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, it's a 32-page book, but we'll be, we'll bump it up to uh, 30, 36 pages. That's awesome. The podcast, are you doing it on a specific podcast or are you just going to make one like a one-off episode for yourself? Uh, no, my, my brother and I do a podcast called the Turtle Boy Podcast. Oh, I didn't and, know that. Um, That's cool. Yeah, we... we we try and do it weekly, but it turns out to be something like more like monthly that we, we get around to doing it. It started off, we started this podcast years ago when um, the new Ninja Turtles movie was coming out. Right. Um, because we're you know, Ninja Turtle fans from, from our boyhood. And not? Um, I grew up on Turtles. I love the Turtles. Exactly, man. And, and you, you seldom run into someone who doesn't know Ninja Turtles of some way, shape, or form, you know? Right. So it, the plan was it to be a Ninja Turtles podcast, but then we sort of got into just talking about movies and things, and um, and then we just started just talking about stuff. And then I accidentally deleted all the podcasts and we started again this year (laughs) so we've got we've got four episodes up where the first two episodes we sort of reviewed wonder woman then we reviewed the new spider-man movie the third episode i i just found some just going through the internet i found some really interesting uh, and funny stories and we just you know riffed about these these news stories that i found that were just crazy insane nice Um, then the fourth episode um in my hometown here the mayor's wife runs these uh, ghost tours of the town. And so we um, met up with her and set up our podcast down at the local graveyard here and um, had a nice, you know, an hour-long chat with her and her son about, you know, the spooky Canberra, spooky Queanbeyan area. And, um, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That's all that's all we've got up now and then i also do um again i I wish it was a bit more regular but i've just been so busy i do a podcast called turtle boy jr where me and my daughter so far we're discussing um issues of usagi yojimbo that so so, um, is one of my favorite characters of all time i gotta tell you that i love usagi (laughs) yeah right well we we sort of discovered it together because i had a few uh uh pdf issues of it um just lying around that i hadn't looked at ever 
And so, right. uh, yeah, me, me and my daughter just had started having a look at them and started like podcasting each each episode. And um, there's like four episodes of that up too. And it's another one we want to sort of do a bit more regularly as well. That is cool. I got to tell you a little bit of not a, not a brag point, a little bit of a brag point about Usagi is like two of the gems of my comic, my nerd collection that I've had yep. for years is right. I have an animation cell from the old Turtles cartoon of a bust of Usagi. Wow. And My daughter will go insane when I tell her that because once we started watching Usagi, she hunted down all the Ninja Turtle episodes from all the series that have Usagi in them, and and she loves them. So, yeah, she, she'd cool. love to hear that. Yeah, as a, as a kid, the Usagi episodes were my favorite ones. And I have I have the Usagi Ninja Turtle toy. And at yeah. Comic-Con in San Diego last year, my co-host and I got to go to Comic-Con on a retailer's pass. So we got badges from a local comic shop. So we got yeah. to go to like the retailer's luncheon and stuff like that. And nice. in the bag, they gave out some free comic books. And one of the comics they gave out was the TMNT Usagi Ojimbo one shot that just came out with an ex- exclusive cover. Yeah, and, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Stan Sakai was there. So we walked over to Stan Sakai and we donated, uh, I donated $20 to the Heroes Initiative. And he did a, yeah. a, a sketch of Usagi on the front of it for me. Oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it, I'm, I'm working on getting it framed to put on my wall in my office here. <laughs> yeah. Sweet, sweet. I, um, there, there used to be a, a Facebook page called um, Oz Comics where they would have a weekly drawing challenge. And one week they um, had the challenge of drawing Usagi. And so I drew this picture of Usagi and um, just on, it, it actually wasn't even on proper drawing paper. It was on yellow lined paper. And um, <laughs> I, I just drew it and I sort of colored it and whatnot. And um, Stan actually went to the Facebook page and went through and commented on everyone's pictures and said how much he liked them and whatnot. And, uh, that's so, that he is such really a cool guy. Awesome. Yeah, he is, man. He really is. I've met him twice in my career. Uh, once in 04 when he was a special guest at Emerald City Comic Con in yep. Seattle. Nicest guy I've ever met at that con. And then yeah. again this year. And again, he was just so polite and nice. Like it was, it was great. Yeah. He's, he, I mean, from just a couple of times that I've just chatted with him on Facebook and whatnot, yeah, he just seems like such an awesome, grounded person, you know? Yeah, he's so genuine, you know? he's He is what he is. He's not full of himself. He's not mean. He's just, he's a nice guy through and through. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, man. So if we keep, we're, we're going to make a full episode if we keep talking because I can feel like you and I could talk for like an hour easy, no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, Girl of My Dreams, Kickstarter, if you know, I, I've backed it. If you're out there, back it. They've got a, a special for you can back. This, ba- this this book as well as After the Snow and get both books sent to you here in America yep. so you save on some shipping there it's yeah just I'll have links to it in the description of the episode so check it out give it a back and if you do back it just let them know that you, you've got got there through Spoiler Country so he can know where it came from yeah that would be awesome well thanks for your time man I really appreciate it yeah man thank you I hope we can uh, do this again sometime so cool very cool yeah how long yeah, have you a- so how did you guys meet uh, he he was in one of the writing groups that I I posted about the Einz anthology. Oh, that's right. Last that's year right, sometime. Right. Yeah, very cool. Well, he seems like a good guy. He's great. He's gonna he's gonna come on the show sometime and just do a whole show with us because he's he's got lots of good ideas about turtles and he's a big turtles fan. So that's cool. Yeah, you saw the the link I sent you for the RPG game. I did. Yeah, <laughs> we should get that played with John. <laughs> that would be fun. All right, and now of course we have the last one, and I'll let you do the introductions. Last one is with. Somebody, everybody who listens to our show should know who it is. It's Kevin Joseph with Tart. He's been on the show talking about Tart and a bunch of more stuff. He's going to be back on the show for our upcoming review of the tick that we're going to do. And he has a current Kickstarter that launched today, which is Tuesday the 17th. You'll hear this on Tuesday, on Wednesday the 18th. It's going up on Kickstarter. It's on there ready. It's already funded. Let's go ahead and let's hear what Kevin has to say about his Kickstarter. 
issue and she just did what she did. And, you know, I don't care because she loved it. So it's worth whatever. I probably paid 10 bucks for yeah. it back in the 80s. You know, yeah. so it definitely worth it. My my sister. But I think I need to. My sister, when she was a kid, my dad was a big collector, right? He had tons mm-hmm. of comics and he had old ones, you know, ones that are worth lots of money. And my sister, when she was probably about five, I wasn't born yet. So this is a story I was told from my dad and my mom. She was about, I think, four or five. And she went into my dad's office, which is where all his comic books were. And she walked out with two comic books in her hand and said, Dad, read me a story. And she was holding the first appearance of the Justice League. Oh. And Superboy won. <laughs> she was holding two very valuable books. My dad's like, don't move. Let okay. me get those real quick. <laughs> Put the bunny down. Yeah. It, That's great. Uh, no, nothing nearly as, as, you know, like scary as that as when my daughter was like two or three. It was before she could really talk. So maybe under two. Um, you know, we're, we're in the, the room and I think I was doing the, I was, I think I was folding the laundry. So, you know, I was watching her, you know, right. Right. But once they start walking, it's the whole new world. So she walks up to me and she hands me a credit card and, you know, I said, thank you. And I put it down and I kept folding and she handed me another credit card and I went, Oh my God, she's got my wallet. <laughs> Like I, I, I immediately she's got my wallet and I was freaking looking around to find out where all of my stuff was. <laughs> the first it's credit card all yeah, over the house. Yeah, the fr- the first credit card was not a clue, but the second one was. Oh God, I have got to fix this situation. <laughs> That's hilarious. Kids are great. Yeah, they make your life interesting and fun. You have uh, four, five. I have five kids. Five kids. Wow, man, that's amazing. It's 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 fun. It's it's challenging, but you know, whatever. <laughs> I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you get three, you might as well have twelve, though. I think once you're yeah, outnumbered, I mean, you're outnumbered. Right, and they at, at a certain point they start watching each other. You know, right. Especially when yeah. you have a, you know a fifteen year old and a four year old. It's, it's kind of I mean you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Tart is a time traveling demon hunter series. We like to call it our uh, our Buffy meets Doctor Who with a little bit of Sandman rolled in there for. Uh, <laughs> Right. Uh, for flavor, I like it. I think I think I would describe it. Well, it's it's the easiest way. You know, you you've got only have so much time. When somebody is at a convention, they've got to see four hundred people in six hours, and you know they haven't they haven't met you yet. You gotta you gotta try to do it the the quickest way possible. And it's the same thing with all these great kickstarters. You need to let people know what you are immediately, yeah. and if you're for them. Great. And if you're not for them, they can find, you know, another great comic on Kickstarter right now. There's there's about 10 great ones going oh, yeah. on. Um, we, we've done five issues. We have the six issue is what we're printing now, but I, I don't want that to scare anybody off. We have a $25 tier where you can get all six issues uh, caught up immediately. Or digitally, you can get all six issues and a whole bunch of other comics for $8. That's- so you can really get into it cheaply and efficiently. That's yeah, $8 for everything digitally is super cheap and a great starting point for people. Yeah, we've had a lot of people, you know, I'd say about 50% of our digital people are obviously digital comic readers. They stick with us digitally throughout. And, you know, they could get it for two bucks through three, two bucks in, they can get this issue and they're all caught up. But uh, to join in, I think I added it up, it's over 200 pages of comics for eight bucks digitally. So. 
that's super cheap. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 90% of those are Ludovic Sale art. So basically it's $8 for about 170 beautiful Ludovic paintings and then about 20 beautiful <laughs> Carl Moline's drawings. So I guarantee the art is worth it. Go. I'm, I'm the writer. I can't get cocky about the story, but I, I can get cocky about the art. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, they, they look beautiful. They read beautiful. I mean, as you know, Kendrick and I are both huge fans of, of Tart. Thank you. And I we've been, I was waiting for this one to drop um, so I could back it because I, I, I wanted to make sure I got that uh, that first day print and um, I wanted that that uh, that lithograph, the Gilsey print because yeah, it looked the, awesome. The first day print <laughs> is really cool I, because I was just – I Carl had colored – this is Carl's first coloring job ever. He's always done his own you know, inking. Well, I believe he's always done his own inking. But he's never been allowed to color, and that's kind of one of the things that um, the reason he was willing to, you know, <laughs> he's a major league illustrator, and, and uh, we, 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 I think we like to consider ourselves a very strong double A team. You know, we're we're working on our way to the majors, but we're not right. we're not going to fool ourselves <laughs> either. And he's, you know, he's a major league reliever, right. so we are starting pitcher probably. So we, I talked to him. He had a little hole in his schedule. And what he told me after the fact is he did like the story and he's been really pumped about what he's been able to do. But he said professionally, the reason he took it and took it at a lower rate than he normally works is I was allowing him to color. And I wanted him to color because uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of up and coming colorists are good. And a lot of up and coming colorists are, you know, aren't strong enough yet to take a Carl Moline page and do it justice. So it was... It was really great to kind right. of see him learn the process. And, you know, the first page looks really good. But as you go through, if you know this, when you get to page 20, you're going to see him grow as a colorist in the middle of one comic issue, which is kind of <laughs> neat to see. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I read that you sent me a copy of the advanced one. I read that and it was it looks beautiful and it reads beautifully. I was I was very, I was very happy that you got somebody to take over for Ludo that uh I mean, clearly he knows what he's doing. You know, he's he's a he has some great credits behind yes. him, and it was great to see that even though the art changed, it didn't change negatively. It it changed, and it's it's still just yeah. As and good. he definitely tried to. He told me that he worked on his breakdowns so that it would be more seamless. Like his his style is his style, Ludo's style is his style, but he tried to break down the page in a way that he thought Ludovic would break down the page because it's so you know. It's a cliffhanger from five to six, so he really didn't want it to be a huge change, which is kind of neat that he has the skill level to do that. Yeah, that is that is that is neat because uh, a lot of artists when they take over a new series just do it in their style or just try try to somewhat match the style, but don't put a lot of effort into the layout portion of, of the book. But that's it's really cool, and it, it shows the work you put in definitely shows in the uh, book. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really proud of it. I, I really am. It's it's I I don't. There's not enough money in this business to put something out that or work on something that you don't absolutely love. And uh, I I love this series, and I love I've loved working with Ludovic, and I've loved working with Carl. They're just both tremendous talents who are they're nicer people than they are good artists, which is saying a lot. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, you know I gotta tell you, um, I had the same feeling at the end of this book I had at the end of five when I when I got to that one is. Where's the next issue? <laughs> oh, yes. 
I, I love it. Um, the answer to that is in my notebook. It's it's yep. <laughs> it's written out. It hasn't been typed up yet, and we've we're still sorting out exactly who the artist on seven is going to be. So uh, yeah. hopefully it'll be much quicker than six. Um, but uh, you know, we don't kickstart a book until the art is finished because. In indie comics, sometimes you don't know when life is going to get in the way. And uh, exactly, had I kickstarted six when I assumed we'd have the book, I would have had a whole lot of very disappointed Kickstarter backers. And I, mm-hmm. I never want that because they've created what what career I have is based on the generosity of the Kickstarter community. Exactly. Yeah, I ran. I've done two Kickstarters myself for some books that I put out, and I didn't. I didn't do them until the book was done. Yeah. You know. And I've got, I've got, I have new, a new Kickstarter I'm going to be doing here probably in a month or so, but I'm not doing, I'm not even going to start it until I have the books completed. That way, it's the only thing, the only risk and challenge is me just submitting it properly. <laughs> I, in, in that, you know what? That can be a, a pain. You can, that can be difficult to yeah. do. You could lose three weeks getting your pages right, depending on the printer, and that's three weeks or six months is a whole different thing to a backer waiting on a book. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, I, I know. I uh, my my first one, I actually I had to resubmit, and I it, it took an extra like two weeks, and I was like, oh, I've, this shouldn't have taken this extra two weeks, but it was only two weeks because I had to re- I had to reformat a, a couple of pages that saved oh. incorrectly, but it wasn't okay. that big of a deal. So, if but but if I didn't have the art done, that'd be a whole yeah. different thing. But yeah. you know, it's like you know, I've backed a lot of Kickstarters, and I'm actually glad that I f- I found yours by computer. Peter happenstance when I was on Kickstarter one day, the, the Tart yes, one yeah. reprint you did. I just happened to find it. I liked the art. I read the story. I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I backed yours. Then you know, I, I go through and I, I back a lot of Kickstarters, but I usually only back ones for physical copies if they have the book done or mostly done. It's smart. If it's like, oh, we're we're trying to fund it for, you know, and we'll do the work afterwards. I'm like, well, if it's if you have a cheap tier, if it looks good and you have a tier that's like a dollar, two dollars for a, a digital copy, you know, I might I'll back that probably if it looks good to support them. But I usually don't back the physical backers unless it's unless the book's either done or like almost done because I'm like the whole thing of life happens and mm-hmm. you know I don't want to I don't want to back somebody for at the twenty five dollar tier and and all of a sudden it's like, oh well the artist left or the writer left or we have to find a new colorist and now it's you know six months a year later and I, you know. I don't know. I've always found the ones that go into the Kickstarter either like ninety percent done mm-hmm. or done have a not necessarily a, a better turnaround to get your get your book from you, but also they have a better product when it comes out because they've already put the effort well, into I, it. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I work with Tyler James pretty closely. He's a really good guy. He runs the Comics Tribes uh, books, and he's a, he's yep. a real good dude. And and his his more his term is skin in the game. The more skin you put in the game, the more mm-hmm. you prove you're serious. And I I just. I think I, um, I'm, I'm not as intellectual as Tyler, so I think I knew that on an emotional level, and it was just kind of not. not <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I knew, I, if someone is going to uh, hand me money, I, I've made a promise to them. You know, I've made a prom. They, they've, yep. They've trusted me. They haven't promised me anything. They've already trusted me. So I've, I'm making a promise to every backer that you're going to get what you get, and that you're going to get what I promise, and. My goal is to always add more than you expect. Like we, we, we were very lucky. We, we hit our goal and our first stretch goal yesterday. We hit our stretch yeah. goal before <laughs> I had a chance to tell the backers what the stretch goal was. And I sat, yeah, and I, I sat there and I thought, you that know what? That was so great. <laughs> That's, I'm not going to create a false stretch goal. We have enough to pay for the die cut that I wanted right. very badly. So we're there. So, is it, <laughs> you know, we're into stretch gold number two guys. 
And before I went to bed, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and before I went to bed, we broke the five thousand dollars. So Ludovic's going to be able to do a, an exclusive Kickstarter cover. So everybody who gets the twelve dollar and above physical tier is going to get a regular cover and a Kickstarter exclusive cover. Um, you're already paying for two comics. I can just slip the special cover in, you know, for no no extra charge. It's not necessarily free, but it's no extra charge. Yeah. And then we can do something really exclusive and neat for our backers. Right. Uh, but I always, I'm always afraid of doing just a variant cover at the beginning because they, you know they add a cost. But so now I've got to fig- you know announce stretch goal number three, which is a wonderful problem <laughs> to have. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, <laughs> good problems to have. I know. I wrote right. Yes. I was I was really excited when I saw that it hit. Um, I even I even threw a screenshot when it was almost at goal. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. That's because I was watching it yesterday as, as it was going up. I, I I was typing a tweet that said we're within twelve dollars, and my phone buzzed, and, and I went, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> we're there. <laughs> it's been overwhelming and absolutely wonderful, and you know, talking to uh, you know. You you said you're gonna, you're you're speaking of Russell Nohelty. He's got his really cool pixie dust uh, Kickstarter going on, and he took oh, the yeah. time to you know uh, you know Facebook message me congratulations and and how you know like how awesome I'm doing, and I'm like, dude, you're you're kicking ass too, you know. I'm I'm not even assuming I'll get up to where well, yeah. you're going, but but thank you for taking the time <laughs> out of your day to come and you know say hi to me. So that's kind of neat to see the the community come together like that too. Yeah, it's cool. He was, you know, as I said, talk, I talked to him earlier in the episode, and I have to, his, his recording ended up being an hour and 40 minutes because Russell doesn't know how to shut up. But. <laughs> he can speak. He can speak. I, I, can, I can't make fun of anyone else for talking too much. I'm just going to be quiet in my, um, my judgment here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it, it was great because we got, I got, he, I mean, it was a really good conversation between him and me for almost two hours. And then I was like, at, at two hours, I was like, dude, I got to get back to work, and this has been great, but. This five minute conversation is now an hour and forty yeah, minutes. That's but it was, great. It was, it was it was all good. It's it's great. Russell's Russell's a great guy to talk to. He has so much knowledge and so much insight into into stuff that I never even thought about on the on the on the business side of comics. Yeah, you talk about skin in the game. He's put the effort in. He's put the time in. Oh and, yeah. You know you have to respect that. I I I've tried to do that this past year as I was waiting for you know this issue to come. I thought well I I can't draw and I'm not going to learn to draw in a year. So. <laughs> Even though I, and it's funny, the year that I'm actually trying to practice drawing, um, I, it was never the goal to learn to draw. So I said, let's figure out how right. I can do a better job <laughs> of getting these books I love to more people. Right. And I think you've done a great job. You, you put out Thank a great you. product. Thank you. I'm, I'm really proud of it. I'm a, yeah. I'm a big fan of the book. I'm, I'm pretty excited that, you know, I backed the, I backed the tier with mm-hmm. the, the Gilsey print. I'm pretty excited to get that and put it on my wall in here in my office. And I'll send you a picture because in my wall in my office, I've got... Uh-huh. Stuff that I enjoy, like comics I enjoy, art I enjoy. So it's going to join the ranks of, you know, my, oh, my that's, Batman paintings, that's my Superman so cool. paintings, my, all these indie art. I've got like, I have like, uh, I bought a, rather, a tattered old copy of Superboy number 100, which is like a Silver Age book. It's actually worth some money, but I bought one for like, that was all beat up and no cover. Right. And in the, in the middle of it had a had a map of the, a map of, um, of Krypton. Mm-hmm. So I, I pulled that out and it's like a double page spread that I, I put on my wall. And I also have like. It's a bunch of neat little stuff, so it's going to join the ranks of the stuff on my wall in here. So, pretty excited to put that up here. I can't wait to see it. I've I've had a couple photos. My my buddy Jay in England, he he put it up on his wall. It was kind of neat to see up with next to his like 
you know, Capullo and Snyder, Batman, and uh, my buddy Nate, he, he likes our, our well, he's a, just a really good dude, and he, he, he supports everything we do, but he fell in love with our goofball comedy, Underwars. He's, we met him because he was wearing a Tick shirt, and, you know, he's, if you get a book that's probably <laughs> half of its DNA is the Tick, you, you jump on him, and it, when he showed right. me a photo in, in our comic, is framed next to, I, I think it was the Tick number three, and I was just like, yes, we've made it. We're in a wall next to Ben Edlin. <laughs> yeah, actually, looking at where, where I want to put it is I have a I have an old 1970 something drawing of Himdol from Thor. Oh, okay. It's a Jack Kirby drawing. And it's signed by Jack Kirby, so it's, it's going to go right below that. I don't know that we belong next to Jack Kirby. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's a little that's the spot where it's going to yeah, go. That's a little past. <laughs> that's past. Uh, you know, no, no offense, Ben Edlin. <laughs> Well, as long as we're below it, I'm I'm comfortable. <laughs> yeah, it'll be it'll, it'll be it'll be it'll be right, right below it because it's in, in in the the row of prints. It's it'll be right okay. below that I one. I can I can handle that. <laughs> I can handle that. Well, Kevin, I thank you for your time today. I need to get my kids to school and get this all edited together today. Absolutely. <laughs> it's six thirty a.m. here, so my kids are getting up, getting weary eyed. Where's breakfast? <laughs> well, you you know what? Feed feed the clan and have a great day. Thank you so much for letting me be on. And thank you for for doing this for Kickstarter. We, it's it's invaluable. Oh, I, I hey, I love Kickstarter. I love supporting books, it's, and so does Kenrick. And this is what we, if we figured if this can help people out, this this is what we want to do. You know, once a month. Beautiful. And we're back. <laughs> Kevin's always a good guy. I love. I can listen to Kevin all the time. So that's always a fun interview. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad he'll be coming back on to talk about Tick because he's a big Tick fan. I'm a big Tick fan, and it's gonna be fun. Yeah, so we're going to do the Amazon review of the show, and, and yep. Kevin will be a part of that. So that's going to be a big t- That's going to be a lot of fun. And we absolutely won't go off topic at all once on that one, I promise. No, never. Never. Because <laughs> if we go off topic, you could win a brand new car. No. Kenrick's paying for it. I'm, I'm not a part of that. Yeah, it's not going to happen. There's no new cars. <laughs> it, it, maybe a matchbox. Right, a matchbox car, maybe. Not, yeah. don't, don't count on it though, because that, that involves buying it and shipping it. <laughs> uh, dude, so I gotta apologize if Mason is listening to this. I packaged the comic book that was signed by Scott Godleski and got it all ready to send it, and then I had it in my office. I stuck it on the table, and then somebody came in and put more stuff stuff around it, not on top of it, but around it. Yeah, I just saw it. I thought I sent oh, it, geez. and I never sent oh, it to man. him. Yeah. So, Mason, I'm going to throw something else in there for you as well. I feel so bad. You have no idea, and I'll get it out <laughs> this week. I feel terrible. So, there That's you go. all right, man. Things, ha- things happen. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I, I promised to send it weeks ago, and, and I just, I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> I thought I right, sent it. Right. That's the thing. I thought I sent it, and then I found it, literally found it today. And it was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> right, got right. to be kidding me so yeah so mason it's on his way buddy i'm really sorry that's all right i forgive you on his, on his behalf i forgive you <laughs> thanks man <laughs> <laughs> anytime anytime so yeah so this is, uh, hopefully hopefully we can do more of these i i enjoy talking with people about their kickstarters so hopefully we can do more signal boosts if you have yeah. a kickstarter you think we would enjoy shoot us an email at spoilercountry at gmail.com let us know about your kickstarter we'll take a look at it we'll look at it see if it's something we like we enjoy and if we want to get you on we'll, we'll contact you back and get you on to talk about it yeah, yeah. We've got to support those independents, guys. We really got it. All the time. All right, so that's going to end this show for you. So remember, don't forget to, you can hear us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Play FM, all the places podcasts can go. 
You can find us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun places. We're most active on Twitter. We like to talk on Twitter all the time. As, you, as I said a minute ago, you can email us, spoilercountry at gmail.com. With website, spoilercountrypod.com, where you can go there and see some comic book reviews and movie reviews we've written and put up there for you. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash spoilercountry, or in the link of the show, there's an Amazon affiliate link. Click on that. Buy something on Amazon. We get a kickback for it. Uh, but, you know, until next time, this is our show. Have a good day. Hey. Five stars on iTunes. Bye.